0: Welcome to The B Word, the podcast for women who want to unlock the clarity needed to put your big girl panties on and rock your real estate career like the true boss you are. I'm Joanne Bolt, your host, and together, we'll dive into the things your broker doesn't teach you in order to own your own truth, disown the things getting in your way to finding your place, and stop apologizing for the obstacles you have to overcome along the way. Welcome back, Bossy Ladies. We are continuing our daily dive into listings. Now, we all know that listings are the base of the business. If you're going to survive as a real estate agent, you cannot just live on buyers alone. And the question of the day is, in a market where sellers can command what appears to be almost any price that they want, do we still need to do a comparative market analysis or, as we often call it in the real estate world, a CMA. And my answer is heck yeah, you do. You need to not lose the skill set of being able to properly pull up comparables to the home that you are listing, because in the event you have to defend the price to an appraiser and you did not start with a CMA, you really are walking into that listing blind. And if you're taking a listing on blind faith that it's going to sell at the price the sellers want, even if it's ridiculous, you're really not doing your sellers the justice that you should be doing and quite frankly, the commission that they're paying. So let's talk about this. Because at lunch the other day, I had some very seasoned real estate agents. And I'm talking like, they've been doing this 20 or 30 years. So this is not their first rodeo. They're in the fourth quarter of the game of real estate and i found it very interesting that all three of them looked at me and said the same thing as experienced as we are we just aren't sure how to do a cma right now because prices are so wild we do see stuff getting sold for 10 15 20 even 100 grand over asking price and we just we aren't confident in our own abilities to present a cma to our sellers and have any clue what we're going to end up price point wise. And so as we were talking, I said, you know, a good CMA still does go a long way. Because yes, you may decide to price a home based on the comparables you are pulling up in your MLS at $500,000. And yes, it may sell at 600. That does not mean you undervalued it. It just means that's what the current market condition is and the mood of the market is changing about every 12 hours. I actually think the mood of the market is changing faster than I change my shoes. But what do we do when we legitimately aren't sure if our price is correct? And please, ladies, don't tell me you're going to Zillow for a price estimate. There's sadly still a lot of you out there that really do think that that is a good valuation on a home and and a good way to see what you should price a house. And I will warn you now, If you started in the business fairly recently and you have not been taught how to properly evaluate a CMA such that you can argue its price point, regardless of what Zillow says, then you need to take some time and really dive into some education because this market will shift and you have got to know that basic building block in order to have your sustainable business. So I promised you all a quick tip on my Instagram page that would be appearing here in the podcast, and here it is. There is a little known tool called the absorption reports in almost every MLS that I have ever looked at. The absorption report is literally what its name says. It is a report that goes out roughly every 30 days, and it says, oh, by the way, in the last 30 days, and you can sort it most of the time by zip code, subdivision. You could almost sort that thing as much as you can just searching for a neighborhood in in your MLS. But what it does is it says in the area that you put the parameters in, in the last 30 days, there were X amount of homes on the market and X amount were sold and X amount were sold at this percentage point. Now, why is that important to know? Because I've heard a lot of agents, when I point this tool out to them, look at me and they're like, well, Joanne, right now, 100% of listings are selling or 99%. So the absorption report is no longer useful. And my argument to you all is this. It is actually more useful now than it ever was before. Because now that absorption report tells you, on average, what percentage price over asking price the homes sold for. So for instance, if you are looking in a specific neighborhood and your absorption report tells you that everything in there on average sold at 110% over list price, then you can guide your seller into the knowledge that, hey, if we price it correctly, there is a good chance you're going to get 10% over list price. Now, you might get a little bit more than that. You might get a little bit less than that. Here's the data. Here's the hard facts on what your neighborhood has been doing. And when you can present them with hard facts and data, it is much easier to wrangle those sellers in to where you need to be for price point purposes. Because yes, there's always the one that sells above and beyond. And there's always the one that sells below where it should be. And you really do want to be kind of spot on on your pricing So that you elicit that confidence from your sellers that you are competent, professional, and you know what the heck you're doing. Because right now, ladies, listings, they're kind of like the wild, wild west. There's some rules, but people are bending and breaking them left and right. So we've got to know how to price our homes. And if you have that absorption analysis, it can really guide you into, okay, well, if there was 25 homes on the market and all 25 went under contract and on average, they went 50% above list price, maybe instead of pricing it at $500,000, we'll go ahead and price it at five twenty-five, dollars because it might eliminate some of the multiple offers that we'll get because we don't want to weed through 25 offers. We only want to be looking at three or four because it gets a lot easier when you're not navigating the masses of contracts that might come in. So just a couple, you know, useful tips for you. If you think about it, how knowing the average absorption in your area can make you the super smart real estate agent, because every other agent out there is most likely just pulling up comps, and they're not going one step further. And hey, listen, I love listings. They're one of my favorite things to to talk about. I was a listing agent on my team, the primary listing agent for a lot of years. And so this month, March, in the Real Boss Women community, we are diving all into the listings. We're going to take our members through step by step by step on how to crush it as a listing agent. Starting on Wednesday, March 2nd, we're going to have an interview with Claire Brown, who is the author of Ringer Fling. She is also a Certified Neuro Linguistic Programming. That's NLP, if you know what that is. And she's going to start teaching our members how to pick up on certain words and the way that people say stuff and that uh, allowing that to guide you in your listing consultation so that you close that sale every single time. And then guess what, ladies? Next week, March 9th. If you're in the Real wall Women community, I am going to actually open up my computer and show everyone there exactly how to use the absorption report that I just talked about step by step. Now, your MLS may not be here in Georgia, and that's okay. I may not be able to show you exactly where to find it in your particular MLS, but I can show you how to read it, how to understand it, and what to look for. In your absorption report, regardless of what state you're in, so that you can be that badass mama who knows what she's doing on her consultations. So, if you haven't already, jump on into the membership group, it's free, and then hang out with us. You may just learn a few things.